0: here we go folks that is the sound of the bell of round number three Fight number six, officially podcast number 78. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos aligado, when in doubt, stick it out, duro, duro, duro. Pacifico's boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here with my partner, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? Just ready for a big weekend of boxing.
0: I tell you what, man, it's shaping up to be a huge, not only is it a huge weekend of boxing this weekend, but I feel like... Um, you know, we had, um, we had the fight last weekend, mm-hmm. um, and it's like nothing but big fights here coming up in the next few months, right? Yeah,
1: no, it's a big, big weekend. You know, we've got, uh, you know, some Amir Khan, Kell Brook, you know, we've got, uh, the Munguia fight, you know, and a busy weekend for us too.
0: No, exactly. We're going to be at the Path to Glory mm-hmm. this Friday, of course. Uh, Ruben Ace Torres out of South Central LA is going to be back in action, Pacifico's boxing will be there. Yeah, can't wait to see that. And then we're also going south to the border, Rick.
1: Finally, finally, F- this is going to be our our triumphant return. That's right to the uh, TJ fights.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. I'm looking forward to it. My trip was cut short the last time I tried making it out yeah. there. But yeah, you know, uh, the fight I was referring to last week that I almost already forgot about was the huge pay per view with uh, the return of Keith Thurman and Mario Barrios, of course. Mm-hmm. That's the fight I was, uh, for some reason, I couldn't, I, I was already for, forgotten, Rick. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so we've got, uh, you know, Big Kel Brook fight, by the way, mm-hmm. and Amir Khan this Saturday, Rick. Yeah. No, right? it's
1: a long time in the making. You know, yeah. it's uh, it feels like people have been talking about this fight for about 10 years now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this is one of those fights, and, and I hope that this doesn't also happen with Crawford and Spence Jr., Mm-hmm. right that we're not talking about this fight 5 years later when they're both, you know, past their mid 30s, not no, no longer yeah. in their prime. Clearly these two guys are no longer in their prime, but I'll tell you what, Rick, um it doesn't make it any less intriguing.
1: Yeah, no, it, it definitely, you know, if all the lead up coming in this week, you know, these two guys really don't like one another and it shows and and it's a recipe for, you know, a great fight, you know, Mir Khan, Lightning Fast, Kell Brook, you know, good Good puncher. Yep. And both with weak chins.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Well, I and I, <laughs> I, think, though, but you could say that Khan probably has the more suspect Yeah, of both, right? Yeah. And so that's why that's going to be an interesting fight is, you know, a can Amir Khan, who still has hand speed— but it's the feet, it's the mm-hmm. foot movement, Rick. Okay, that's usually the first telling sign of an aging fighter. Yeah, not the hand speed, but the foot movement, and that I think is what gives Cal Brook a chance in this particular fight. Yeah. We'll get into it later. I know we've uh-huh. got that. We've got the uh, the odds as far as you know what what the what the money is leaning towards. But, yeah, it's pretty exciting because we're finally getting to a lot of the big fights, uh, you know, with Tyson Fury dealing White in April, Mm -hmm. Ramirez and Jose Pedraza in March, Shakur Stevenson and Oscar Valdez at the end of April, and then, of course, at the end of April, really the biggest fight, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano.
1: Yeah, no, looking forward to all of those, and, uh, you know, I think uh, 2022 is shaping up to be a big year.
0: No, it is. We're getting, um, you know, again, you know, we... We were disappointed, right, that we Mm -hmm. didn't get a a lot of the fights that we wanted in 2021, but we still got some good fights in 2021, right? And it ended off with the bang, Cambosis, Teofimo Lopez, et cetera. And and here in 2022, we're already getting some quality fights because we may not get the championship fights, right? But that doesn't mean that the contenders, the fringe uh, fringe fighters, the fighters that should be champions, they give us better fights. Yeah. So, you know, we're okay watching those fights. The Josh Taylor, Jack Catterall on February 26th, mm-hmm. that's going to be a good fight. Jorge Linares, right? The uh, the El Nino de Oro, mm-hmm. he's going to be in action this Saturday. C-
1: c- kind of quietly. Like, it seems like yeah. the, the, the fight yeah. just kind of is hidden in there.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first fight since uh, losing to Devin Haney. Yeah. Is it not? It is. Right. Um, I, you know, and I think we're both fans of, of Jorge Linares. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful boxer when he's in his own element and he gave Devin Haney um a pretty good fight. Yeah. Um so our top 10 list Rick so we were we were getting questioned mm-hmm. on Instagram quite a bit. Yeah. Right? Which and, is
1: always good, you know, we want to hear from the fans and uh, yeah. you know, good or bad, you know, we want to hear from them.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing is, right, is you know, anytime you put a list together, right, it's going to be very subjective because um now there there are like the transnational boxing board right they actually are, they actually have a, a specific criteria as to how their um rankings are made right mm-hmm. but you've got others right ESPN boxing ring and i mentioned it last week where you can throw everything out there and then at some point it's just the eye test yeah that that decides that right so we'll talk a little bit about that because um two of the fighters that were more most in question was um Terence Bud Crawford uh-huh. I think folks had an issue with us having we both had him at number five, mm-hmm. which is a pretty pretty good
1: it's pretty good, pretty good you ranking. Know, we, we've got him in the top five you know right. of all the
0: fighters that's exactly right yeah. that's exactly right, and I think after Canelo at number one, mm-hmm. you can make a case that you can kind of you know move around two through five, yeah, right although I think you had Usek though at number four that's the only one that i probably wouldn't have had that high or even in the list Mm -hmm. but other than that i mean fine if you want to swap those what i will not swap though is i won't put crawford above spence jr
1: yeah no there's just no way you know the, the the resume spence jr has is is far greater than crawford's and until those two guys fight and make the fight you know, we won't know. No, that's we can't exactly pick right. Ahead.
0: So we'll talk about that though, um here in the next segment mm-hmm. because I think it's worth at least um delving into a little bit based on all the feedback we got. Yeah. Uh also Lomachenko. I know I didn't have Lomachenko on the list. Mm-hmm. You did. Um I understood why you did. Even I, I did give you a hard time. Mm-hmm. I still think that, you know, um he lost to Tufima Lopez, he beats George or not George's that he beats uh, Richard Kami. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we definitely had some action Mm -hmm. taking place, which is prone to happen anytime you uh, you put a list out like that. Um, So we've got that. We've got all the box. There's a lot of boxing news, man. Yeah. Oh, no. Trainers being uh, uh, moved around. Yeah.
1: A lot of trainers, trainer news, you know, a lot of uh, fights getting made.
0: Yeah, it's pretty exciting, so we'll get everybody caught up with everything that's going on in the world of boxing. This is round three, Rick. We always talk about a fight that resonates for us that ended in round three. I have to clarify that. Of course, the most famous of all round threes, uh, which made the um, boxing news um, best rounds, the top 50 rounds, which we've covered before, and it won't be this one, but, of course, the Hearns Hagler Yeah ended in round three okay but that's not the one we're going to pull because we had pulled that already and plus that's just too easy um we could have went old school round three and said sugar ray robinson knocking out rocky graziano in 1952 uh-huh. round three that was a good one yeah. but we're going a little bit later that than that rick a little bit in between and we're going to go all the way back to 1988 and that was Iram barkley knocking out tommy hearns in round three rick
1: no, yeah, you know, great, great fight. You know, uh, Tommy Hearns sim- seems to be in a lot of these fights, and uh, you know, his chin just kind of seems to uh, let him down.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, right? He, he, both of them, he was on the wrong side of them. Yeah. He actually was. Um, he actually was up in that fight. By the way, he was up on that fight, beating Iran Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, he was cut. He was behind on points, and then, um, yeah, he just completely deck turns.
1: Yeah. No, it just you know he. You know, for whatever reason, he just he just couldn't take that punch.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because, um, you know, so pr- prior to that, right? Prior to that, Hearns had reeled off like five wins in a row. Um, he loses to Hagler in 1985, mm-hmm. so his next loss wouldn't be this one until 1988 when he loses to Iran Barkley. Okay, yeah. uh, he loses to Barkley again, by the way, in a 12 round split decision in 1992, and really after that, Rick, um, his biggest win, for Hearns anyways, came against Virgil Hill, and that was a big upset, yeah. that was at light heavyweight, major upset, mm-hmm. but, um, but that was it for Hearns, I think after he lost to Hagler, he wasn't the same, Yeah, just wasn't the same fighter. Now on the other side, which was interesting, is so Iran Barkley beats uh, Tommy Hearns in round, of that round three fight in 1988.
1: Upset of the year, by the way, by Ring, Ring Magazine. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. that
0: big. It was it it was that big, and then of course his very next fight, Rick, his very next fight was against the one and only Roberto Duran, Rick. Wow. And what happens in that fight? Roberto Duran stuns the world, right, uh-huh. and wins a split decision against Iran Barkley in
1: 1989.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, Barkley. He even uh, he even knocked Barkley down in the in the eleventh round.
1: Yeah, a split decision. I don't. know. Do you remember? Was it. Was it close? I watched this fight, right? So
0: I watched this fight. Believe it or not, I watched it during the uh, during the 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 COVID last Uh year, just to watch it again. And I got to tell you, man. Okay, you know I'm a big Roberto Duran fan, Uh but there was rounds, right, that you could have given either way. Yeah. And I think that Duran being Duran may have gotten the edge in several of these. Okay. But I'm not. But hey, but take nothing away. That's that picture, by the way, the one here to my left, the one uh, with the black trunks. Mm -hmm. That that's the one where he be Barkley, but. He fought beautifully, Rick. That was, you know, Duran's literally last hurrah, right?
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fight after that was, uh, Iran Barkley fought, uh, Michael, Michael Nunn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we lost. saw that's you know, right.
0: Co- a month or two ago. That's a, that's exactly right. Hopefully he's going to be there, right? Yeah. Hopefully Michael Nunn's going to be there again this Friday at the, uh, at the, the, uh, the Thompson, uh, boxing in Ontario. Promoted. Yeah. In Ontario, California. Definitely make it out there yep. um you know this podcast should be up and available tomorrow so hopefully folks are listening get your tickets every show that Thompson puts out is a quality show yeah right they they don't put in the in the fights are competitive by the way mm-hmm. right and, and and you know if you're a boxing fan and you're in Southern California and you want to see good competitive boxing at the highest level, go watch these fights yeah. man.
1: No, no, it's uh nonstop action and uh they do it right. You know, it's uh you know everything about the thing is first class.
0: No, that's well said. Great venue, right? Mm-hmm. Not a bad seat in the house, no. right? Very intimate. Um yeah, good good place. Yeah. So there you go, Rick. Round three. Tommy Hearns losing to Iram Barkley yeah. in nineteen eighty eight. One more quick thing, Rick, before we go to break. Um, this is going to kind of you know check our age and kind of look back and say where has time gone? Thirty-two years, Rick, on February eleventh, when Buster Douglas beats Mike Tyson, right? Back in nineteen
1: ninety. Wow, and I remember, you know, I I don't remember who, too many people who saw the fight because it was in Japan. It was a weird time. Yeah, and it just kind of you got the news that yeah. that happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. But can you believe that thirty-two years ago? Yeah. Oh. It's just flies. Yeah, it's, it's time, time. It's absolutely. All right, folks, this podcast is going to fly, too, because of all the information and entertainment you're getting. Pacific Goes Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Don't forget pacificcoastboxing.com. All podcast and show information is uploaded there. We are also Instagram, Pacific Coast Boxing, on Twitter, at Pac Coast Boxing, Facebook, Pacific Coast Boxing, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. As far as the podcast, you can download it on iTunes, you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Amazon. You can find us on Buzzsprout. Pretty much all you got to do is Google Pacific Coast Boxing, mm-hmm. and you'll see our logo come up. There used to be uh, like a boxing gym right out of Vancouver, British and, Columbia. Oh yeah, but they're not in business anymore, obviously. Yeah. And so, so yeah, this particular name, by the way, a little congratulations are in order. It um we uh we have a trademark now. Okay. So we got notification from the United States Patent and Trademark Office. That nobody in the world, Rick, yeah. not just here in California, but nobody apparently in the world can use Pacific Coast boxing.
1: Oh, no, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, You know, I was at the uh, grocery store the other day getting, yeah. uh, you know, a couple steaks from, yeah. the, from the meat. The, yeah, the, healthy stuff, of course. Yeah, you yeah, wouldn't and, be and in the
0: middle the, aisles. You're on the sides.
1: Yeah, no, The uh, and the guy, the, the meat cutter guy, yeah. you know, said, you know, hey, nice sweatshirt, you know, yeah. Pacific Coast boxing. Yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think we got a new listener.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. I was at the, um, I went uh, a couple of weeks ago to the uh, farmer's insurance open. Okay. In San Diego. Right. I'm a big golf fan. Of course. Yeah. I've got a big golf tournament again, coming up this Saturday. And um, so I was, you know, wearing my Pacific Coast boxing shirt. Right. And uh, so I had some boxing gloves there. I figured, you know, after the round, maybe get some of the, uh, some of the golfers to uh-huh. sign a glove or two, you know, I thought it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, but one of the security guys, your guy stopped me, you know, uh-huh. and just he saw my shirt, you know. And, and uh, of course, he said he was a boxer. you know? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of asked him where he works out and where he fights at. Uh-huh. He said, well, right now he's injured and he's not really fighting, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was pretty cool. There's uh, another yeah. listener to there, too. So there's boxing fans everywhere, man. Yeah. So we got to get more of these shirts out there. So, you know, again, we'll be there. We'll probably take some merch um, this Friday. Uh, a couple people that uh, that we got to take care of there, and then uh, we'll definitely bring some merch down to uh, down to TJ. Yeah, this Saturday.
1: No, oh, yeah, looking forward to both of those events. You know, it should be a great time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, the I think the you know the Mungia Ballard fight, it's just yeah. going to be as much about the event, yeah, and the venue, and just kind of the whole scene there, mm-hmm. right? You right can just there by imagine. The ocean, you know, it, it, yep. it's going to be nice. Yeah, it is. It is. It's going to be pretty interesting. Um, all right, Rick, let's get into fights that took place over the weekend. It was really the one main card and then what's coming up this week.
1: Yeah, basically just the, the, that one fight was uh, Daniel Jacobs losing a split decision to uh, John Ryder. Yeah. You know, which kind of it's disappointing because, you know, for his comeback fight, they, they purposely picked John Ryder because yeah. it's a guy that should be able to beat probably fairly easily. And he ends up losing a fight. You know, I know John Ryder's, you know, from England. They went to England for this fight. Yeah. You got to know that going, going into it. You know, maybe John Ryder's up, you know, a couple rounds. Yeah. You know, from the get-go.
0: Yeah, the thing is, the thing about this fight, right, is that so a lot of people, right, including myself, right, we questioned um, because the last time we saw the Miracle Man in the ring, mm-hmm. talking about Daniel Jacobs, of course, was against Gabriel Rosado. Right. And and it was a very lackluster performance, to say the least. Right. I think most people thought that Daniel Jacobs was going to go in there and he was just going to completely floor Rosado. Right. Instead, it was Rosado um, that I was going to say almost gave Daniel Jacobs a boxing lesson. Rosado was not active enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what Rosado says. He didn't win that fight. He didn't punch him enough. Yeah. But it wasn't exactly right. A resounding victory. By Daniel Jacobs. And so the question at that time was, well, was it just maybe Ring Russ? Was it just Rosado that stepped up and fought a great fight? Or, or Rick, right, Is this, was that the beginning of the end? Was that the decline of Daniel Jacobs, yeah. right? And we didn't really know that, right? But I, I, I hate to say it, Rick, because I, I'm a big fan of Daniel Jacobs, mm-hmm. but I think it was the beginning of the end, and so now he fights and loses to Ryder, right? And I don't care if it was close or not close. He just didn't look very good, right? Really.
1: Yeah. No, it it um and I do feel like maybe even before this fight the signs were there, you know, the beginning of the end. Yeah. Um I I he still has a name. So he's going to get another fight, you know, he'll probably get one more kind of big name fight, but um I don't see that fight going well. I think he probably gets knocked out when he faces somebody yeah. that should be able to knock him out.
0: Yeah, this was at the uh, this was at the super middleweight division, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, you're right, right? There it could be maybe one last hurrah, which will be yeah. as much for a payday than anything else. Mm-hmm. But you know who? Some of the aforementioned 168 that we've talked about, David Benavides,
1: maybe Caleb Plant.
0: Right, right, a Caleb Plant, and that would have been a good fight. Yeah. You know, three four years ago, right. Um, it's too bad because, you know, you look at a, you look at a Daniel Jacobs, right? And where kind of where he came from, right? He, um, if you remember, right, I'm gonna go all the way back to 2015. Mm -hmm. He beats Caleb Truax, right? He, he beat Sergio Mora. Um, and that was, um, that was the one where more Sergio Mora injured his ankle, right? Um, and then he beats, uh, and then he beats, he beats Peter Quillen, Right and round one, yeah. remember that, and that's you know again. And he was already the uh, the middle, we're talking about the middleweight champion here. Rick mm-hmm. beats more again, even though Mora Mora um, decked him. Yeah, remember that in the same round they both went down in the same round, which is which is interesting. Um, and then he loses a pretty close fight, although it was a unanimous decision, but I it, it was a close fight um, to Gennady Golovkin. Yeah, right. And I say close fight. The judges 113-114, 112-115. Um, and so you know, at that point, only one loss, but but that was about it, right? He gets by the technician Derevchenko, and then he loses to Canelo Alvarez, and Canelo Alvarez beat him pretty definitively, yeah. by the way, right? And then Even of course the
1: scores were close, but it wasn't that close.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that close. And then of course he he beats Chavez Jr. in what was just a you know a joke, unfortunately. And then that was it. And then he fights Rosado, and then yeah. now John Ryder. Yeah. So I, I I don't know, right? I I think. I think that's it for him as an elite fighter, Rick.
1: No, yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, his last, you know, the last um, knockout, which we, I don't know if you can call it a knockout, but it was Chavez Jr. Yeah. The one before that was Sergio Mora back in 2016. Um, so I think that's that's pretty much as an elite, elite yeah. fighter yeah. and winning big fights. Yeah. I think Daniel Jacobs is done.
0: No, I think so too. And on the other side, right? So this is now three wins in a row for, mm-hmm. um, for John Ryder. After losing to Callum Smith in 2019, so he's put together a nice streak of three fights, right? So you know there's there's another solid opponent yeah. at the 168 pounds. Should somebody be looking for uh, for a quality fighter, Rick?
1: Yeah, no, and and he'll he'll move on from this. And uh, you know what I don't need to see is probably another rematch. You know, I already feel it coming just because that's the uh, the Hearn motto. Yeah, you know, I uh, hope it, not. Keep fighting until he right. ends up beating him.
0: Right. All right, Rick. So what do we got? We got a big,
1: big, big weekend of weekend. Uh, yep. action. You know, we'll we'll start with um, you know our Friday night, which is the Thompson, um, yeah, promotions card out yeah. in uh, the DoubleTree Hotel in Ontario, California. Yep. Uh, main event is Ruben Torres versus uh, Christian Ruben Mino. Yep. You know, looking forward to that. You know, Ruben Torres is very impressive the last yep. time we were there. Yeah. Um, was it in December, early January? Yeah, it was in December. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you yeah, know, looked impressive there. Um, yeah. Luis Lopez mm-hmm. versus Christian uh, Dominguez. Yep. And then an up-and-coming um, fighter, Ivan Zarate, who looked yeah. very impressive in yeah. his first-round knockout yep. the last time we were there versus uh, Sean Brewer.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, again, I said it at the intro, right? Um, any event that Thompson promotions puts on, you're going to get your money's worth as far as uh, mm-hmm. entertaining, quality, and uh, very competitive fights. And, you know, in Robin Torres is um, it's kind of interesting to me, right, because he's 130 and is a big kid at 130 mm-hmm. pounds, right? You were mentioning that the last time. Yeah. And so uh, I expect him to win this fight. And then at some point, Rick, you kind of expect them to really start stepping up the competition.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you, you like to see it? And um, but yeah, I definitely think he he's getting there. Um, this one's going to be an eight round fight. Yeah, and um, you know I think the, the the competition will keep getting greater and greater.
0: Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Like you said, Ivan Zarate he completely throttled uh, that kid in the first round uh, mm-hmm. of his last fight, so he's all action. Yeah. Um, you got Isaac Zarate, Oscar Torres. It uh, looks like maybe in action as well. Mm-hmm. So yep. That's gonna be a good card. I can't no. wait to be we'll be there.
1: Yeah, we'll be there. You know, looking forward to it. Um Saturday night, you know, uh, another fight that we'll be attending is um the Jaime Munguia. Yeah Demetrius Ballard fight. Yep. Looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. No line on that one, by the way.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think um, you know, Munguia's gonna be a heavy favorite. It's gonna be um you know, I don't know. I'm expecting a really lively crowd. Yeah. You know, just can't wait to be in the middle of it.
0: Yeah. I'm curious um as to how those t- how those uh tickets were priced by the way mm-hmm. because you know boxing has a hard time right uh drawing and selling out here yeah. he's fighting in his hometown yeah. right so I would expect right I think you know what would be what would success look like for them I'm thinking if they can get 10 to 15,000 you think they can get 10 to 15,000 yeah,
1: there I go, um Oscar was hoping for 21 to twenty two thousand. Oh no, kidding! I think that's a stretch. Yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, if they get um, ten to fifteen, yeah, I think, that, I think that's that, pretty good, the, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I I can't wait. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, there's no line. I mean, he should win. He should be able to beat Ballard. He's saying all the right things, which he should. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is uh, coming off of the uh, of of the excellent fight that we saw against Gabriel Rosado in uh, in Anaheim. So this yeah. is his first fight since then. And I, would, I expect he's going to win this fight rather easily, but he's saying yeah. all the right things, not taking them lightly, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't wait.
1: Yeah, no, looking forward to it. Um, also, before then, um, Amir Khan, Kell Brook. Yeah. He'll be on ESPN Plus from Manchester, England. Yeah. Looking forward to this fight.
0: Yeah, what time is I going to be on, Rick? Did we uh, figure that out? No, because
1: it, th- th- that's the hard part. Yeah,
0: that's the thing, man, because I, I have a golf tournament. Yeah. As you know, on Saturday. Morning. And so I think I'm going to miss that fight as far as watching it live. But with regards to the fight itself, okay. So they have, uh, so the line on the fight, Rick, is Cal Brook is slightly favored. Oh, wow. And I mean slightly, not by much. Yeah. Minus 174, uh, Amir Khan at a plus 136. So. If nothing else, right? on paper, this fight is competitive. Mm-hmm. It's got all of the lead up, right. The only thing it's missing, of course, is that neither one of these guys is in their prime. Yeah, okay, so okay, but you know what? But I'm okay with that because at least we're getting the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a grudge match, right? We talked about it earlier. I personally favor Amir Khan, Rick, Yeah. and the reason I do is that Kelbrook looked very faded. Against, uh, of course, it was against Terrence Bud Crawford, right? Mm-hmm. But he looked faded to me. I think that Amir Khan still has the hand speed yeah. to outbox Cal Brook. I think he's going to be smart to not get into a firefight with Cal in the middle of the ring, although that may happen, okay? Yeah. I also don't think, I know that Cal Brook can punch, but I don't think he can punch like Canelo, okay? Yeah. No. I don't think he can punch like, you know, like Terrence Crawford, right? I don't think he has that much of a punch. Mm-hmm. And so I think that i have amir khan outboxing him and winning a split to majority decision
1: yeah no i i, I think so too um I, I i've got amir khan uh winning this one and i i think late round um you know it's only going 10 rounds eight oh, ninth 10 round, round knockout
0: for amir khan for amir khan i think wow he him out. you're going the lock of the week rick uh, no, okay, no, I no, didn't no. Think no. So. Take Jaime Mugia. Why do I have a feeling? Find, yeah. find
1: somebody <laughs> to, take, to bet against Jaime Mugia. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: it's not gonna happen. Yeah. I see. I don't think that if there's gonna be a knockout, yeah, it's gonna be Cal Brook knocking out Amir Khan
1: because you know Cal Brook has been knocked out three times as well. He's been knocked out by Triple G, yeah, uh, Earl Spence, and he's been knocked out by Terrence Crawford, right um so all great y- fighters right yeah all, all good fighters yeah. um you know i think uh mir Khan, you know th- th- that's the intriguing part of this fight yes yeah. brooks three losses have all been by knockout yeah and four out of the five losses that um Amir Khan's yeah. had have been by knockout as well uh-huh so you know it, it I, I i think i don't think see it going to a decision i, I see a knockout in this one and you know whose chin is going to hold up
0: Yeah, see, and I would have said, Rick, I would have Mm -hmm. said, you know, five years ago, seven years ago, right, when this fight should have happened, Mm -hmm. I would have said that it would have ended by KO. Yeah. Not anymore, because I think that both of them, especially Amir Khan, is going to be a lot more cautious in this fight. Yeah. Because I think he understands that, right? And I think that he's going to, especially it only being a 10-round fight, Mm -hmm. right, Um, we're not talking 10 rounds, and that, you know, that does make a big difference, the championship rounds, as they say these days, right? Um, I think Amir Khan can outbox him for six yeah. rounds, and that's all he has to do. And he's go- and he's going to do it, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm telling you, it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good fight. It, yeah. it is. But,
0: I I can't wait to. I'm going to have to watch it on yeah. delay and and uh, not pay attention to my phone. So yeah. that
1: that'll be the hard part. Is is, is I think. Um, you know, well, you probably I'll probably text you and let you know. You know. That's what I'll I'm try saying. To, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna
0: mute you that day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, Kell Brook, uh, you know, and who knows about Amir Khan's ring rust? He yeah. hasn't fought since 2019. Yeah. You know, uh, Kell Brook has had two fights in between or since uh, Amir Khan's last fight.
0: Yeah, but his last fight was, was yeah. what? Terrence Bud Crawford. Terrence was Crawford, that last yeah. year?
1: Yeah, November of uh, twenty twenty
0: of twenty twenty, yeah. right? So he has, he didn't fight He's, the whole twenty twenties. Yeah, so both guys, both Rick, guys, yeah, yeah, are coming off a long layoff, mm-hmm. which is probably good, right? Which again, which just makes this fight that much more intriguing. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to get. No, we, we know what they've done. We know the resume. We know what mm-hmm. they're capable of doing. We know what they're, um, you know, we know what the pros and cons that each fighter is. Yeah, and I, I I tell you, man, you know, if this fight was local, I'd be there. It's going to be a good fight. This is a good event. This is yeah. good for boxing. I don't care. That it's a little bit later than what it should be. Mm-hmm. At least it's taking place. Yeah, and you know, and, and you never know, right? That too, depending, and this is one of those things, right? We don't need a championship belt on the line, no, for for it to be a good fight, right? Um, there's nothing on the line here other than the fact that this is a good fight. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see it.
1: Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, also, um, this weekend we have the uh, Zaur Abmudalev. Versus Jorge Linares fight in yeah. WBC lightweight eliminator.
0: Another one of these eliminators. Yeah, just like the two welterweight eliminators. Yeah, <laughs> from uh, last week with Thurman and Barrios, and uh-huh. then uh, who was the other two guys? Ramos and.
1: I think I have another welterweight uh, eliminator coming up. Oh, there's even, there's even another yeah. one.
0: Yeah, that's that's so funny. In the,
1: in the we'll wait till the boxing news.
0: Yeah. So, but so you know, okay, that fight is about dead even mm-hmm. as far as the. Um, the prognosticators Rick Lenaris and uh yeah Abduli mm-hmm. Zahra Zaur Abdulayev uh, dead even yeah so that looks to be a competitive fight and they got picked up by uh, ESPN plus right uh-huh. so that's what that one's going to be on
1: yeah no it, it should uh Lenaris is never in a boring fight I was so. right
0: about to say that yeah give me a yeah. give me one fight that Lenaris has been in that's not exciting yeah. this is going to be no different
1: so you know same same thing with Amir Khan and uh and Kel Brook, you know, if he's, if he's punched in the right place, you know, yeah, he could get knocked out in this one as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, and for Linares, by the way, right, this is it, mm-hmm. right? This is again, right? There's only so many fringe fights that he can have, right? Yeah, he lost to Devin Haney, um, but I don't think he necessarily lost a lot of respect as far as him being a very valuable prize fighter. Yeah. I'm not going to say that he's a gatekeeper, but he's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Pretty close, Rick. Yeah. Abdullah, only 14 and one.
1: 14 and one is one loss is against Devin Haney.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, this is going to be, this an, again, another good competitive yeah. fight. A, bo- a fight, fans, fight right here. Yeah. Right? You want to see a good fight, this is it. There doesn't have to be a belt on the line. These are the fringe contenders, the up-and-comers. Like, this is exactly what we need to see in boxing.
1: Yeah. And we've got, a you know, a good Friday and Saturday night of, uh, of boxing.
0: You could pretty much hang out all weekend. For yeah. those of you that are listening, and if you're boxing fans, right, this is the weekend yeah. where you got fights. Friday, you got fights. Friday, if you're in Southern California, you should go watch them live. Mm-hmm. All right, And then uh, Saturday, if you can't make the fights in TJ, you could pretty much hang out all day because I'm yeah. pretty sure the Cal Brook Amir Khan fight is going to be in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Lenaris fight. And then you got the uh, Jaime Munguia fight. That'll be on, uh, is that going to be on the zone? Yeah. The Munguia fight? The Munguia yeah. Fight. The zone. Yeah. yeah. Excellent.
1: That's it for the uh, schedule.
0: Good stuff, Rick. All right, we'll come back. We still got the boxing news. Get caught up on everything going on. And then we'll touch a little bit on the top 10 list yeah. that we are getting questioned on on social media. Pacific Goes Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Goes Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back on a drizzling evening here in Southern California, Rick.
1: Yeah, you know, we probably everybody's crashing into one another. They don't know how to uh, drive in the rain.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Because we were going from, you know, 80, 85 degree weather mm-hmm. here, right? Just a couple of days ago, and then all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, heat wave, and then, yeah, just to, uh, you know, low 50s, you know, high 40s. Yeah. We're freezing out here. Yeah, that's exactly
0: yeah. right, man. It's funny, right, because... You know, yeah, you look at the Northeast and everything going on out there, and Mm -hmm. this is nothing. Yeah, no. Absolutely nothing. Um, That's not the case in the boxing news, though, Rick. There is a lot going on. Let's Uh, get into it.
1: So, a lot going on. You know, we'll start with our, you know, one of our favorite, the show's favorite fighters. Yes. Ryan Garcia. That's right. That's right. Ryan Garcia. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll now be trained by uh, Joe Goosen. Yep. Uh Joe Goosen also came out and said that uh he doesn't expect Ryan Garcia to lose another fight. Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah.
0: right? By the way, I you know, I know you're not done yet, but I love Joe Goosen, by yeah. the way. You know I do. <laughs> Old school trainer, right? He's the guy that had the um the uh oh gosh, the uh the brothers, right? Uh-huh. Gabriel and Rafael. Yeah. Um, why can't I not remember the last name? uh R- 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 Ruales. Yeah, the Ruales brothers out of Silmar, California. Mm-hmm. He had uh, Diego Chico Corrales, yeah. right? He has completely turned around recently... Uh, the heavyweight, the uh, Chris Ariola who we saw against you know against mm-hmm. Andy Ruiz, so and, and he's always yeah.
1: arguing with Lennox Lewis, which I always love. Yeah,
0: that's that's exactly right. No man, this guy not only because he happens to be trained fighters from my whole town, mm-hmm. but I like this guy yeah. and and he really does. He had Gabriel Rosales, Rick. I'm telling you, fighting as good as any fighter. Um. until, you know, Ruelas ran into, uh, it was the death of a fighter, and it completely changed him. Yeah. But, all right, but go ahead, Rick, but I love Joe Goose. No,
1: yeah, and, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know if it'll, it'll be a great move, but I, I we kind of saw this coming, you know, Canelo had, had called out Ryan Garcia for uh, his work ethic. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, and if Canelo's doing that, it's probably coming from the trainer as well. Yeah. Uh, um, the, um,
0: Another, another fighter, by the way, Vito, uh, Vito Melnicki Jr. is also coming back to Joe Goosin yeah. to train alongside Ryan Garcia.
1: Yeah. Um, Now that I caught my... Yeah. You know, but Ryan Garcia, he was saying that uh, Eddie, Eddie Reynoso is just too busy yeah. to have him as, as, as one of his, as his trainer. Yeah. Um. Also, too, there's speculation that Teofimo Lopez yeah. is going to train with Reynoso as well. Um, wow. You know, but... With that part, Teofimo also said his dad would still be head trainer. Yeah. And it would be Reynoso as just kind of helping out. Yeah. You know, and and he wouldn't, um, you know, which I also think a great move. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see both as kind of the reason why Ryan Garcia moved. Yeah. Because there's a lot of history between Teofimo and Ryan Garcia going back and forth. Sure. Um, A lot of issues, um, you know, a lot of mouth running going back and forth.
0: Yeah, years. so let I'll get to the I'll get to the two females Lopez in mm-hmm. a bit. Great move, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I think with Ryan Garcia, so he's leaving initially, saying all the right things, right, thanking Reynoso, yeah. saying, "Hey, really appreciates the opportunity, but it's time to move on." Mm-hmm. But we know, as you said, that there's some underlying issues there. Yeah. Right. And like you you like you alluded to, there's the Canela questioning his work ethic. Yeah. Uh of course, right? Uh there's Reynoso, I'm sure, right, who had similar views and opinions, right? Mm-hmm. There's the fact that um, you know, Ryan Garcia basically took the a one year layoff after beating Luke Campbell in January of twenty twenty one and then not fighting again, stating mental health issues, which we gotta give him the benefit of the doubt and believe. Yeah. But when you see everything that he's doing in social media mm-hmm. and building his business and his whole empire. Right. It's difficult not to question that aspect of it. Right. Um, And so, yeah, so there's there's got to be things going on. Um, And, you know, he's this guy's got a big ego, Rick. This guy's got over eight million followers on Instagram, his own business, his own pop. Right. Yeah. And Reynoso, by the way, pretty big, uh, pretty big face in boxing as well. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it makes sense. I still think it's a good move, by the way.
1: Yeah. No, I I think if there if there's a lot of distractions yeah. at the uh, Reynoso camp, yeah, you know, then then maybe it's time to make a move. Um,
0: I will say this though, Rick. Sorry, I will say this though, but they did turn him around and have uh, yeah. Ryan Garcia winning. I didn't yeah. realize, by the way, he was with them since like 2018, I mm-hmm. think, right? And so he was winning, and he was winning in a lot more devastating fashion. Yeah. So they so Reynoso definitely made a difference and made an impact.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that this also helps out the, the relationship with uh, Ryan Garcia and Golden Boy. Yeah. Because you know, I, I think the um, Canelo was kind of... I think they were trying to work the the divide between Ryan Garcia and yeah. Oscar. Um, but I think this will definitely help that uh,
0: relationship. That's a very good point. Yeah. It, it, def, it definitely can help. No, like I said, I mean, they they definitely had him on the right path. It was, mm-hmm. he, he was a different fighter with the Reynosos, right? A lot more aggressive, a lot more vicious um but but again, right he he's not moving to no slouch, yeah. and again, time will tell whether or not this was a good move or not, yeah, and he's right, you know, the Reynosos have a lot of fighters trainer of the year in any publication and any boxing pundit um and then with regards to the Tiafima Lopez Rick, you know what I think about that right the wor- we had the worst performance in boxing of the yeah. year we had it wasn't even a fighter Mm-mm. it was a trainer yeah it was it was it was, it was his dad. And so I think it's a great move. The problem is what you said, right, is how much control mm-hmm. is Tio Lopez senior willing to give up.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it just um, you know, I think I'm good with him if he's going to be the one standing in front of yeah. uh you know, Tio Fimo in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but reynosa has got to be, you know, f- given the uh the information.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's one of those classics, right, where Reynoso's got to be the X's and O's guy, yeah. right? He's got to be the one that's actually doing the dirty work, you know, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. It's almost, no, it's probably not a good analogy, but it's kind of like, you know, in the Phil Jackson days with the Lakers, yeah. right, they said the real X's and O's was uh, was Tex, right? Uh-huh. What was the guy's name? I forget what his name Tex li- Winter. Tex Winters, right? He was kind of the guy who who drew up the triangle offense, right? Uh-huh. And then you had Clemens, I think, back there, who was the defensive genius, right? Yeah and phil jackson was more the 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 mediator right mm-hmm. the the philosophical approach to getting you know great players lose their ego etc um so you know not the best analogy because i don't think that two female seniors dad can play phil jackson yeah. but you get my point it has to be reynoso playing text winners yeah doing the x's and o's in the background
1: no yeah i think so and then you know when. When things aren't going well, yeah, there there has to be a, um, somebody that, that that's able to recognize it, yeah. and fix it, yeah. mid mid fight, and they were unable to do that last fight.
0: Yeah, and I think that Eddie Reynoso, by the way, has um, enough of a foundation and enough credibility, Rick, that if he sees that it's a waste of time, right, yeah. that his messages are getting filtered through to Efimov Lopez Senior, yeah. And it's not registering. I think Gennarino Reynoso pulls back and says, "You know what? This isn't working." Yeah. Right. Because he's, you know, he's he's got a name. He's got an ego. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's his credibility at stake with the fighter. Yeah.
1: It's just, it's going to come down to whether or not Teofimo Senior. Yeah. Is going to be able to swallow his ego. That's the, and, that's and the let, whole thing. You know, because all these guys that we speak of, Ryan Garcia, Joe yeah, yeah. Tiofimo Lopez Jr. Eddie Reynoso, the biggest ego is Teofimo Sr.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I'm saying. So, wow, that'll be interesting. I love the move, though. Like I said, I'll go back to where we started this. I'm a huge Joe Goosen fan. Okay, huge Joe Goosen fan. I've yet to see one fighter Mm -hmm. that Joe Goosen has taken and hasn't improved. Yeah.
1: No, the the knowledge is there, and it comes across even on the telecast. Yeah. You know, how much. Knowledge he has. And he doesn't
0: got a big stable of fighters, right? I mean, he's, for whatever reason, maybe he's just, you know, looking more on the business aspect, and he's a great color commentator. Yeah. So, you know, he's being, you know, maybe he's being very selective, right, on the Mm -hmm. fighters that he takes. And so now, here you go. So he's starting to build up his stable, and if he can make a run with Ryan, which I believe he can, by the way, with Ryan Garcia, and I think also, if you think about it, right, from Ryan Garcia's perspective, there's a part of it that I kind of get, Rick, because you know he goes in there and he succeeds is going to be like well yeah of course you did because you've got the yeah. trainer of the year right yeah of course you know what i mean and and,
1: and i think part of it is um what also he mentioned um he needs to have his own gym yeah you know and yeah. I, and i think ryan garcia being part of canelo's gym yeah. he, he it's kind of a a huge shadow for him right. to kind of overcome yeah and he didn't want to do that kind of reminds me of uh you know Good, good Netflix show. Yeah, on, on Neymar. Yeah, you know, I don't watch that. Right, the soccer player. Yeah, no, is
0: that no? I haven't seen it.
1: No, um, but it's good. Uh, a good special, and okay. basically, he was playing with uh, FC Barcelona. Okay, with Messi. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. They win a championship. Yeah, but it was always Messi's team. That's right. You know. That's and right. So he had. He said to himself, "You know what? I'm going to go to the uh, the Paris team. Yeah, and try to win a championship over there yeah. on my own. Yeah, and." A lot of times it's, you know, you want to try to go out and not be part of, you know, the big group, you know. Right. The Reynoso Stable has a lot of big fighters. Right. Canelo, Oscar Valdez. Yep. And they've kind of put, you know, now uh, uh, Andy Ruiz is over there. Yep. So yeah. it's kind of like Ryan Garcia's yeah. kind of taking a, a backseat. All these yeah. guys, and yeah. his ego can't handle that yeah.
0: either. He's been talking about Reynoso's He's been talking about open the training Anthony Joshua, mm-hmm. talking about how he's got good traits, but he doesn't yeah. take advantage of them. So no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get Ryan Garcia wanting to make it on his own, yeah. right? And and you make a great point about not being in the shadow of Canelo. Canelo himself is enough. And then you yeah. got Reynoso, trainer of the year, and all these other fighters because um, he does have his own gym. That's another mm-hmm. thing, right, that he's established. So, no, to me, it makes total sense, yeah. right? He wants to do it on his own, and he's skilled enough to do it, um, and now he's doing it with a world-class trainer. Yeah. So I, to me, it makes total business sense, by the way.
1: Yeah. And, you know, he's going from one good trainer to another. It's not like, yeah, you know, he's going to Oscar's trainer that helped him lose the Trinidad fight. Yeah. You know, he's, he's going to another, <laughs> yeah. you know. High class trainer. Yeah, that's exactly
0: right. He did. Yeah, you've been about Robert Alcazar. Alcazar. Yeah, yeah, horrible advice. Yeah.
1: Also, we've got the Earl Spence Ugas fight. Yeah, it's it's been confirmed for April sixteenth. Yeah, AT and T Stadium. You know this. This will be a good fight. You know, I think you know Spence should win, but.
0: Ben uh, should win, Rick, but he needs to win in dominating fashion. Yeah. Because you know, since he, since the, since the crash and the eye injury, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't want to say a lackluster performance against Porter. Maybe it was just a really good performance yeah. by Sean Porter. But he needs to solidify himself as that pound for pound fighter that you and I have. <laughs> yeah, and especially above you Crawford. Know, <laughs>
1: if, yeah, um, you know, if he looks horrible in this face and loses to Ugas, yeah, you know. All the guys in our uh, Instagram are gonna. Uh, That's right. Let that, us know. About no, they're it. gonna
0: hammer us. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna let us have it, and they'll be right. Yeah. And so I don't think he's gonna lose. No. I think he's gonna win. But I'm saying I'll say it again. I think it's important that he wins in very dominating mm-hmm. fashion to remind us, right, that he is still one of the elite pound for pound, and maybe he's like number two. Yeah. Right, because he's starting to he's starting to slip. Mm-hmm. In uh, in a lot of lists. I mean, um, transnational boxing has him below Crawford. Okay. Oh, wow. Um yeah, I mean uh, boxing um uh, uh boxing news has him below Crawford. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh the Ring magazine has him below Crawford. So pretty much every list now has him below Crawford, yeah. except ours of course. The ones yeah, that ma- no. the one that matters.
1: Yeah. But you know the, the weird thing is is if Spence doesn't get hurt, I think he had that eye injury, didn't get the Pacquiao fight. Yeah. Had he beaten Pacquiao, yeah, people would be talking about him maybe overtaking Canelo. Yeah. Not on not on our my list. Yeah. But they'd be like it, it would definitely be a Canelo 1 Spence 2. Yeah. And there'd be no argument.
0: See, and it's unfortunate because, you know, go back with and this guy also touches on the top ten. So we're mm-hmm. killing two birds with one stone here, Rick. But he he knocks out, right? They stopped the fight. Against Cal Brook. this is in 2017, Rick. Yeah. This, by the way, is in Sheffield, right? This is in yeah. England, Rick. Okay, goes to Cal Brook's hometown, right, and beats the champion. Yeah, that that's tough. And then he beats Lamont uh, Peterson, beats an undefeated Carlos Acampo Manriquez, who really was you know not a very good fighter. Um, and then he beats Mikey Garcia. Yeah. Yes, Mikey Garcia was stepping up, but still, Mikey Garcia was thirty nine zero at the time, right? Hands mm-hmm. him his first loss, and then he beats Sean Porter, and then he beats Danny Garcia. Yeah. Okay, I mean that—that's a who's who of welterweights. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, so I. But you know, the problem is, is that these last two fights wasn't the most impressive. Yeah, uh, even against Danny Garcia, Danny Garcia kind of started to come on towards the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think if he dominates Ugas, knocks him out, then solidifies himself again as a yeah. top top three pound for pound. Yeah, without a doubt.
1: Um, now with uh, Canelo, uh, there are reports that um, he's going to be signing a two fight deal to fight Demetri Bivol yeah. at one seventy five, and then Triple G at one sixty eight. Um, one for uh, May seventh, the other one for Mexican Independence Day in September. Yeah, and he'd be getting paid about eighty-five million dollars.
0: Yeah, I still don't like that route. Right. I still don't like that route. I mean, there's a reason why he's biting fighting mm-hmm. Bivol and not uh, Beater Biev. By the way, yeah. Bivol is 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 more the light hitter of those two guys I mm-hmm. mentioned last week. I have Beater Biev on my top ten. At seven, what is he? Seventeen and zero, seventeen knockouts. Yeah. That's not the same with Bivol. So there's a reason why they're going the, mm-hmm. the route with Bivol, Rick. He's not as dangerous an opponent. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I, I, I was reading. By the way, I'm now subscribing, Rick, to the Boxing News magazine. Yeah. Okay. This is from the UK. Great magazine. Okay. Great articles in here. I highly advise all boxing fans to subscribe to it. But you know, they were reviewing the first Canelo Triple G fight and how that really changed boxing. Right. Mm-hmm. They were talking about certain moments in in boxing. And how, how close that first fight was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it probably should have gone to Triple G. Mm-hmm. Second fight was close, but I don't, I don't, you know, the only reason I want to see a third fight is because Triple G probably deserves it. But yeah. I think he knocks him out, Rick. Yeah. I'd rather, honestly, as much as, you know, Canelo says he doesn't deserve it, I'd rather see him fight Demetris Andre.
1: Yeah. No, you know, I think um, Triple and, or G. Or Benavides. Yeah. You know, I, I think the reason why they're making that fight is because. The money. Yeah. Know? The Triple G and I and I think zone has been asking for this fight, you know, since since the last fight. <laughs> yeah. That's so, right. you yeah. know, I think zone is doing everything yeah. in their power. I think they signed Triple G with, yeah. with the understanding that he would get the third fight. Yeah. You know, they signed Canelo Canelo understanding that they yeah. would get that third fight. Yeah. And then they just never got it. So yeah. um I think they definitely want to get it. And, you know, the other part of why they're fighting Bivol is Biev is with um uh top rank. Yeah. And you know Bivol is an easy fight. He's with the uh, Dezone. Yeah. You know, so they can make that fight. Um yeah, I mean that was the yeah. staple.
0: That was kind of what, uh, what the what the rift that set them apart, right? Yeah. Was not being able to get cuz Canelo at the time, right? Was like, "No, I, I get to choose my fights." Yeah, and and, and we think, oh, you know, Oscar and Golden Boy were, yeah. you know, the wink-wink hang chains in the background, right? <laughs> Say, "Don't worry, you you'll get the Triple G fight." Right, yeah. and Canelo was like, "No, I don't. Want, I don't want to fight that guy."
1: Yeah. Um, the other route that he was talking about fight, uh, fighting uh, Jamal Charlo, yeah, um, that I think is less likely. He was uh, arrested last week in yeah. Texas, connected yeah. to a felony charge, um, assaulting a family member. You know, this actually happened last year. Yeah, but um, he was arrested for it. Um, you know, this past week.
0: Yeah, that's too bad, man. Um, you know, especially after just you know having him in my top ten list. Mm-hmm. As as kind of a stretch pick, by the way. Yeah. Um, is he the same one, Rick? Where they had the incident at that uh, at that nightclub, where the waitress supposedly they didn't get all their money back. And remember, they had that incident. Was that him or his brother?
1: <sighs> yeah. I.
0: You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I, I do know what you're talking about. Well, I, I don't. I don't know if it's him. Uh-huh. You know. It's just either way. Okay. We don't know what's going on, right? So, you know, until everything comes out, right? In, innocent. Right until, yeah, yeah. Proven, until guilty. proven guilty either way, it's unfortunate because it just means that it'll probably impact when we see him in the ring, uh-huh. possibly if he's got to deal with those legal issues, so
1: yeah, um,
0: and of course, you know whatever happened if there's a victim involved that's mm-hmm. that's first and foremost what's most important, you know, yeah,
1: um Jerome Bouuccius, you know yeah. I was talking about the uh, title eliminator here it comes Jerome Bouuccius versus uh. Custio Clayton yeah. for spring and um whose
0: the, eliminator is that Rick? The WBC uh, IBF. Oh, okay. IBF. Because we had the two WBC eliminators yeah. last week.
1: So it's the, the mandatory for the Spence Ugas winner. Yeah. So you know, I if Spence wins, yeah. I still find it kinda hard to believe that he's gonna be fighting Jerome Bootsinus the next fight.
0: Yeah, um he should, right? Yeah. And we'd love to see that. But the problem is, you know, is the money there? Yeah. Right? That's, that's the only thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it would be a great fight, and, you know, I well, would yeah. love to see it. But, yeah, who knows if, uh, you know, with PBC it's kind of hard. It, it, I feel like it's three, four years down the road, maybe.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, right, both of those guys, I'll say both of those guys I'm talking about because uh, they're kind of in the same boat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Jerome Bootsinas and, um, and uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., mm-hmm. Um, both of those guys are in the same boat, right? Honestly, they both should be fighting for a championship yeah. this year. There's no reason why they yeah. shouldn't. Chances are, neither of them are going... Well, neither of them are probably going to. Mm-hmm. Like you said, so what? So the IBF has them as his mandatory. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, Earl Spence, of course, holds the IBF and the WBC. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he beats Ugas, which most are expected that he will, he's going to hold three of the four. Yeah. And, of course, the reason why okay, we don't want to see Enos against Spence, is that would mean we would not see Crawford and Spence. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't want to see that fight. Yeah. And again, from a boxing fan's perspective, competitive, would I lo- yeah, I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good fight. But we want to see Crawford and Spence Yeah. this year, right? If we don't see it this year... Again, we're talking about Calbrook and Amir Khan.
1: Then they're, yeah, they're, they're both past their prime by the time we see it.
0: We're going down the same path. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's why it's like I don't want to hear that nonsense. Boxing, in fact, should say the next fight, the next mandatory, right, for both fighters is each other. Yeah. Spence, Crawford, Crawford, Spence. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, Virgil Ortiz is ranked number one by the WBC, mm-hmm. number one by the WBO.
1: Yeah, he should be getting a fight with with either of them, and that's what I'm saying. So what's not, what's yeah. he going
0: to do? He's going to continue to beat everybody he everybody he fights. Yeah. Then what? And and, and it's unfortunate because you know do you do you uh, do you pit them against each other? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No. I wouldn't do that. Too dangerous a fight, mm-hmm. right? For what? If yeah. if either one of those fighters, I'm talking about Ortiz Jr. and uh, and Enos Boots. If either one of those guys is gonna take a risk and needs or draw on it's going to be against a champion. Yeah. For an opportunity yeah. for that strap. That just makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, George Cambosis looks like uh he's gonna be fighting Lomachenko on June fifth at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. Uh Haney still has an outside shot at this fight, but um, you know, a few issues. You know, he doesn't want to get the uh COVID shot and uh, yeah. Even the uh, the tennis player uh, Djokovic, you know, yeah. they they kicked him out of Australia. He wasn't yeah. able to play in the Australian Open. So, yeah. you know, there's really no way around that.
0: Yeah, and what's going to happen is Lomachenko is going to beat him. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is. He's yeah. gonna he's going to be able to beat Kambosas. Kambosas is going to be a one hit wonder. Yeah. Right. Um, we're not going to see Kambosas again. Right. And then once again, Lomachenko is going to be at the top of the one thirty five pound mm-hmm. division. At that point, by the way, now he's got all the leverage. Is Teofimo Lopez able to fight at one thirty five and they do that rematch? Wouldn't that be something? Because I yeah. think Lomachenko still wants that rematch.
1: Yeah, no, I I think he definitely wants that rematch. Yeah. Um you know, I don't know if um Teofimo can make one thirty five that's
0: anymore. the problem, but but that would be interesting mm-hmm. how that would play out. So again, so Lomachenko beats him, so now, right? And I think, by the way, I think Lomachenko probably also beats Devin Haney.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I think so too. And I think, you know, you know we'll we'll get into it when we get into our uh, top ten list. But these are some of the points. Yeah, that you know, that, um, you know yeah. I, I feel Lomachenko beats. Yeah, you know, Cambosis. He beats Haney. Um, you know, I I don't know right now. Yeah, if there's anybody in the one thirty five division that can beat Loma, if if was out. Yeah. If he yeah. was out, I don't know who else beats Loma.
0: He'd either be favored, it would be very competitive, yeah. that's for sure.
1: Um we've got Chris Colbert versus uh, Hector Luis Garcia. Yeah. Uh February twenty sixth. Uh WBA super featherweight eliminator.
0: Yeah, Chris Colbert is is ready for a championship yeah. fight, man. Phenomenal talent.
1: Yeah, and then he, on top of that, yeah. Yeah, um he's he's knocking on the door of that top ten.
0: Chris Colbert? Yeah. Well, again, right, he passes the eye test, Rick. He passes the eye test. You know, I had him. I didn't mention him last week, but I definitely had him as a fringe fighter. Like I said, that's why I didn't have an issue when you had Gervonta Davis at number 10. Mm -hmm. Had no issues with that. Extremely talented fighter, right? And yes, you know, even though he beat an undersized um, Teofimo uh, Teofimo, uh, uh, Santa Cruz, right, still a big win. But yeah, Colbert is one of these fighters, extremely talented. Yeah. He's just got to beat somebody. Not his fault.
1: No, um, and well, in the boxing news with um, Ricky Hatton possibly coming out of retirement to fight uh, Marco Antonio Barrera exhibition, <laughs> you know, I I can't wait. I I'd go to this one.
0: <laughs> There's only one. There's only one. There's only one. Ricky Hatton, man, I love. Listen, I love watching Ricky Hatton in his mm-hmm. prime, right? Um, you know, didn't like him just being completely, you know, throttled by Manny Pacquiao. No. And pretty much everybody else later in his career.
1: Mayweather throttled him, too. Yeah. yeah,
0: he um he's put on a few pounds, Rick. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, but you know, so is Barrera, but I don't yeah. even know if that that many pounds.
0: Yeah, but yeah. where you yeah. know? Because again, these guys were you know, one hundred and thirty-five, one hundred and forty. Yeah. Right. What What's this fight at one so, sixty? So,
1: so, so yeah, you think they're gonna catch weight at one sixty? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going
0: to be a guarantee. Or they're not going to be at one forty. So yeah. I'm thinking. Because if they're fighting at 170, come on. (laughs) You know know what I mean? With T-shirts on. Right, with T-shirts. You know, yeah, Yeah. give me a break, man. This is, yeah, I, um, whatever, man. You know, these are legends, so it would be fun to watch. Okay, but, you know, I don't know, man.
1: Ricky Hatton was one of my favorites.
0: No, same here. Same here. No, I love watching him. I love the fans, the whole (laughs) thing. You know, he's a fighter. You knew what you were getting with Ricky Hatton Yeah, there you go. Way to end it off. All right, Rick, we are going to come back, stat of the week, and then we'll end off this podcast Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz back with Rick Prado. Man, a lot going on Mm -hmm. in, uh, in boxing, Rick.
1: yeah, you know, I quite, think quite it, a bit of news, man. Yeah, this is gonna be a, a, a big weekend and I think you know it'll be a big twenty twenty two.
0: Well yeah, like we said when we started off, we got all these big fights coming yeah. up, and then we have, you know, the movement of trainers, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'm excited, I'll tell you, I'm excited to see Ryan Garcia, what happens with Joe Goose and yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how the dynamics plays out if Teofimo Lopez truly makes the move to Eddie Reynoso, right? Mm-hmm. Even if Anthony Joshua moves over to Eddie Reynoso and mm-hmm. Reynoso trains him just for the one fight with Usyk, I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, the Cambosos, Lomachenko, I mean, there's a lot that's going to play out mm-hmm. in 2022, man. But we got the stat of the week, Rick.
1: Stat of the week. So um, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago we did the uh, most current world champions, Um and now we're going to do the most world champions, you know, ever. Ever.
0: You know, yeah. uh, by country. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we talked a little bit about it in between the break, and based on the discussion mm-hmm. that we had a few weeks ago where the U.S. had the most current champions, yeah. right, um, I think it stands the reason that the U.S. is going to have the most champions all time. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: And, you know, this list, uh, which was um, – from January of last year. Yeah. So it's been, you know, a year. Yeah. Um, So there might be, you know, a few numbers here and there yeah. that move around. But yeah. uh, the United States have, has had 455 wow. world champions. Wow. Um, number two on the list is yeah. Mexico with 153. Okay. Which is kind of a huge disparity. You know, yeah. It's almost, you know, three times as many. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Um, And then the UK with number three. Yeah. Uh, 101 champ- yep. world champions. Yep. Japan, 82. And then, you know, we'll round out the top five with uh, Puerto Rico at
0: 48. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, right? When you look at it that way, Mm -hmm. Um, it, um, yeah, quite a disparity from the USA all the way down. But again, but it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And again, and when you're talking about championships, of course, you're talking about, you know, 17 weight divisions, now, you know, four belts, right? Yeah. In every division, it used to be just eight weight divisions, and it was really only the one or the two. The WBC, then the WBA came along, so that's counting all of them, mm-hmm. I would imagine, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't, I'm not surprised. Are yeah, you? No,
1: no, you know, I, I, I think by the gap, you yeah, because you you could take the the next the next five, yeah. And it doesn't reach the amount that yeah. the U.S. has had.
0: That part, yes. No, you're right. I'm not surprised that the U.S.A. is, is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm surprised at, to your point, yeah, is such a disparity yeah. between you. You would think that with all the great Mexican fighters, right, yeah. that have held championships.
1: Especially at the lighter divisions. Too. Right. Especially. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. But I think that's why um, you said, ja- where was Japan?
1: Japan was four. At uh, with 82. with
0: 82, yeah. See, they definitely dominate the yeah. lower divisions, right? And Puerto Rico with only 48, but then you know, Puerto Rico's not as big a country though, either. No, no, it's in, right. I
1: think about the size of Rhode Island, it's in, yeah. Almost. So, when you do like sure.
0: the like the like the per capita, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, if you if you compare it in that sense, 48 is is actually pretty big, yeah. When you think about that, right. Mm-hmm. It's why countries make it such a big deal, by Mm -hmm. the way, Rick, whether it's Ghana and all these countries that have, like, a a, a world champion that comes from their country. It's just difficult to have a world-class fighter here in the United States, not so much because of the population size. All right, Rick, good stat of the week, good podcast. Continue to hit us up, folks, on Instagram. Continue to give us feedback. We're going to remain active. We'll let you know what we think. Hopefully, uh, everybody should be listening to the podcast, Rick, so they understand the context behind our top 10 list. Yeah. Because if you just see the list, right, Mm -hmm. and take it at face value, it may not make any sense. No. you got to listen to us. Uh Rationalize why we had that.
1: No, yeah, definitely.
0: It's the way it works. All right. Can't wait. I'll see you Friday. I'll see you Saturday, Rick. Yeah. Should be a good week. See the fans out there as well. That's exactly right. I'll talk to you next week, Rick. All
1: right. See you next week.